0: You're listening to a Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub podcast.
1: My name is Mohammed Geber and I'm the Point of Care Ultrasound Fellow at the Emergency Department of the Royal Children's. It gives me great pleasure today to welcome two of my colleagues, Adam O'Brien, a paediatric emergency physician and the project lead for the POCUS program, and Tanya Griffiths, our senior sonographer and ultrasound educator. Adam, I'd like to start with you. Why do you think more doctors working in paediatrics, child health in general and emergency medicine pick up the probe, learn about ultrasound in their clinical shift in the paediatric context, dealing with children?
0: Yeah. Um, Unlike adults, children are made to be scanned. Um, Their smaller body weight and their generally less um, BMI make it much, much easier to obtain excellent quality ultrasound images. Um, With respect to ultrasound-guided procedures, we know that we only... With procedures, we only have uh, one chance really to do a procedure because the children won't give us a second chance. And we know that ultrasound-guided procedures have a much higher chance of first um, attempt success. So it's really good. We're using it it more and more in uh, peripheral intravenous access. We're doing a lot of uh, skill sessions that we'll be talking about later, and that's really improving... Uh, vascular access, particularly in the emergency department, but some other areas as well. And then then there's the diagnostic applications of -of point-of-care ultrasound. Um, This has the ability to really enhance the care of our patients. Um, It gives us real-time anatomical and physiological information that gives us a piece of information that we otherwise wouldn't have. Um, An example of this is the child with respiratory distress of unclear etiology. A a quick... um, Lung ultrasound that should take less than 90 seconds can give us information about consolidation, uh, pulmonary edema, and and pleural fluid, for example, um, with really good sensitivities and specificities. There are many other applications as well that you can use uh, point of care ultrasound for in pediatrics, such as intersusception, predicting fluid responsiveness in the septic patient, and there's a whole lot of other. Uh, potential applications as well yeah absolutely
1: um and and i, I want you to share with our listeners um, your journey from when your interest in ultrasound progressed to your diploma of diagnostic ultrasound your ddu and then setting up a subspecialty service here at the children's emergency department um tell us more about that about that journey
0: Sure. Have we got a few hours to do that? Um, it actually started um, when, it, with a couple of really important cases um, that I know I could have delivered better clinical care if I had have uh, been skilled in using point of care ultrasound. So that really inspired me um, to learn ultrasound. I I then enrolled in the, for the Diploma of Diagnostic ultrasound, ultrasound and spent the next four years studying and practicing. Um, and then eventually got that diploma in, the, in 2016. I have to say a special thanks to our medical imaging department, particularly the sonographers and a couple of the radiologists for their patience and tuition over that time, um, right here at the Royal Children's Hospital. They, they were amazing. Um, while doing that, that work for the diploma... I started the process of, of getting funding to start a hospital-wide point-of-care ultrasound program, and that that involved uh, going to the executive project approval committee. Um, and with their help, we were able to um, make a, a really, I think, a really good project plan. Uh, and then we went to the foundation, and they gave us a, gave us a really uh, generous amount of money to to start um, the program. And that included money to get. Um, eight ultrasound machines, some, an, I, an IT platform to to document point-of-care ultrasound on. It also included uh, a project lead, an ultrasonographer, and a fellow as well for a three-year period.
1: And, and Adam, I want you to tell us, um, I think you've had some experience uh, travelling overseas and seeing mm-hmm. other point-of-care services in other children's hospitals around the world. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about that? Because these are services that we were trying to... Uh, emulate and tailor to our own patients yes
0: indeed so i had a during that period of study i had a six-month period of sabbatical and i went over to north america and to canada and had a look at some really um departments with a a really good reputation in point of care ultrasound in boston and and new york but probably most relevant to us is the uh, toronto sick kids hospital um they have a probably the world's best paediatric point-of-care ultrasound program. So a lot of what we're doing is really uh, mimicking uh, or, and uh, their, their program and I think even doing be going beyond that and, and improving on their service as well, yeah. ultimately. Wonderful.
1: Um, Tanya, I, I want to um, involve you as well in this conversation. Um, with years of teaching doctors and staff of outside radiology, um, why should sonographers and radiologists teach mainstream hospital clinical staff about ultrasound?
2: The first uh, ultrasound programs for emergency physicians were a- conducted around 20 years ago and they were particularly for adult scans in FAST. It's been reasonably uh, well adopted um, across the emergency medicine community And now we're seeing people using point-of-care ultrasound in the paediatric setting. It's important for the local um, medical imaging teams to be involved so that all facets of patient care are addressed and that there's good communication about the types of images, the... um, impact of the examination on the patient outcome which is why we're all here it's a it's a single goal
1: absolutely and i think um and, uh, adam and tanya we we we, we agree that the, the the unique nature of our service is that collaborative model between emergency physician and sonographer
2: and it the model we have here is it was built primarily on personal relationships, but it is possible for other institutions to follow the program that we have developed. It um, careful, considered communication with all groups. That's the way to achieve the goal.
1: Adam, I'd like to shed some light about the um, reception and the welcome. Uh, uh, of our colleagues in emergency of the POCUS service and the POCUS program and and I'd like you to tell me about this because that's something that um, I've certainly felt joining the POCUS team here.
0: Yeah, I I think there's a uh, a great deal of enthusiasm within the emergency department particularly with procedural uh, guidance with ultrasound. There is a lot of enthusiasm for diagnostic ultrasound as well. Um, We're still... Working on a safe system so that, that means a safe, uh, uh, image acquisition quality assurance and and real time feedback about their scanning. So we're working on a system that, uh, an IT system that will make that possible and safe for our patients. We've also had a lot of interest, in fact more interest than I thought, uh, from our colleagues uh, on on the ward, so uh, medical leads and and uh, medical registrars. In particular, with ultrasound guided access, and I know Mo, you've had some experience with that as in your role as clinical lead. But they've all, they've also been interested in diagnostic ultrasound, and sometimes they join us for our ultrasound educational rounds. Um, so that's been really positive.
1: Mm. And I think as well, it, it is worth noting that um, that many of our or, or a few of our previous. Um, POCUS fellows, have now become consultants in our service. Yeah, in fact, yeah. Our, our very first yeah, POCUS yes, fellow yes. is now a consultant. consultant and, yes. and I know
0: that he, he um, has attained some uh, really good skills and is, is using ultrasound in his yes. practice. Yes. Yes.
1: And I think these links that we've had with our medical colleagues have ex- expanded the ultrasound round beyond the ED. Mm-hmm. And we've certainly taken the ultrasound machine and scanned uh, patients uh, in the neonatal unit. Uh, on, and on other medical wards, I think. Yes, yes. that's right. Yes. Yep. yes. Tanya, I know you've campaigned to teach doctors on the floor basic ultrasound skills for many years in your practice. Um, do you think there's been much buy-in from colleagues in radiology and clinical specialty colleagues to try and bridge that gap?
2: Definitely. We, are independent of Adam's work, we've had specialists physicians approach us in order to acquire ultrasound skills to benefit their patients individually and this pokers program is a way of formalizing that and ensuring that standards are maintained the sonographers are very enthusiastic about seeing ultrasound performed correctly and appropriately and willing and eager to ensure everyone has the skills they need.
1: And um, Tanya, trying to go back to the application of ultrasound in paediatric medicine, um, what areas of, of, of ultrasound or maybe what areas of the body do we think are, as we call it, perfect for POCUS?
2: I, Ultrasound-guided I, IV access is clearly the most obvious one, and it's certainly an area I have um, been considering for more than 10 years, so it's wonderful to see the program um, develop such legs and move out across the hospital. Uh, Joints. Um, organs, gallbladder, um, simple pathologies, very specific pathologies like pyloric stenosis and intersusception are also very amenable to ultrasound with um, clear yes-no diagnoses, the presence of foreign bodies, um, neck lumps, all of the things that are often very specific to the paediatric setting are very... um, a pro, uh, simple quick ultrasounds. Yes and and,
1: and and I think they that children in, in the, the very nature of scanning children is that they are um, skinny little people and we can easily scan them we can find the pathology and I agree with you these areas that we've scanned um, have shown us some quite uh, good results in terms of um, a positive finding and changing management.
2: And it's also radiation-free, so if the first scan isn't successful, for uh, due to patient distress, it's always possible to rescan these patients. It's not a one-time-only effort.
1: Adam, I'd like to zoom in on particularly ultrasound-guided IV access because we had a we have a really good success story here at the Royal Children's Hospital. Um, uh, especially uh, w- with our colleagues at Day Medical Unit. Uh, can you tell us the story behind that and the relationship that we've had with DMU, which is really a, uh, a, sort of a really good, uh, fantastic story to share with our... It is, it is, it yeah. is. And
0: in fact, the nurses on the Day Medical Unit have uh, presented their experiences at their own conferences. Uh, it's really good. So the Day Medical Unit, as far as I understand their work... Um, uh, see a lot of lot of children with chronic children with chronic conditions who need um, regular intravenous therapies, and so that means gaining IV access, and sometimes it's quite difficult. Uh, sometimes they'd have to wait for the vascular access service to, service to come and gain access for them, and they were often busy, so the children would have to wait, and and sometimes their therapies would be delayed by days or weeks. The DMU nurses were, in fact, some of the first. Uh, clinicians to take us up on um, being taught about uh, ultrasound guided peripheral intravenous access, and in fact now we have two two nurses on that ward who are really good, really skillful, uh, have been certified as as um, competent, and are now teaching each other, which is fantastic, fantastic for us.
1: Yes, um, uh, th- th- they're, they're the ones that we call POCUS graduates. Yeah. Yes, oh, yes. yes, yes, that's excellent. And, and and in fact, that relationship was quite conducive to the nature of their service because it, it is a nurse-led service. Mm. And so they really had to become um, autonomous and, 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 and independent when it mm. comes to um, performing their own IV access and also education and supervision. Yes one of the other clinical presentations that I'd like us to zoom on as well is uh, lung ultrasound Uh, and um, I can see you smiling, I think lung ultrasound is quite special for you and and for us as well because of the pathology that we we pick up. Yes Yes. and
0: as you know lung ultrasound is my favourite use of point of care ultrasound. Um, There are lots of papers now that show that it is accurate in detecting many types of lung pathology including pneumonia which is usually what we're, we're trying to detect. Um, in fact, it detects consolidation earlier than, than chest x-rays usually. Um, sometimes in the clinical situation in the emergency department, I might have an anxious parent who thinks that their child has pneumonia. And the use of ultrasound in that sort of scenario to show the parents that, that there is no pneumonia um, is often met with gratitude that uh, such a thorough examination has been done. So I I like it to show that there's no pneumonia as as, as well as detecting pneumonia.
1: And I think that n- not only have we seen cases where we've um, shown the presence or absence of pneumonia to the parent, but often also to our medical specialty and 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 paedia- and paediatrics colleagues, or the presence or absence of an effusion, for example. Mm. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah.
0: And sometimes we're surprised by the uh, findings we uh, get with lung ultrasound. Sometimes the, there's a consolidation with a significant pleural effusion that we wouldn't have otherwise detected detected if we were just relying on a chest X-ray. So I think it ha- has changed management in quite a few cases that I've been involved with.
1: And I think as well we've had cases where the X-ray, the plain X-ray findings um, have been sort of rather alarming, but on further examination we found that the effusion is rather small and that, yes, and yeah. that we've, we've avoided further radiation or intervention mm-hmm. um, for particular children. Wonderful. Um, Tanya, like... Like many new projects in a big institution like ours, we can experience some challenges and maybe some of our colleagues are perhaps non-believers, um, if that's the right term. What what can POCUS enthusiasts uh, in the hospital and outside um, do to overcome these challenges and help uh, continue the momentum of ultrasound education in their department?
2: So I I think one of the most important things is to recognise that point-of-care ultrasound is just that. It's to answer a single clinical question with a yes or no answer. Sonographers spend many, many years acquiring all the skills they have and we we don't wish to emulate those skills. We wish to answer the very simple clinical question in the shortest time frame possible. There's a lot of basic information that's required to um, commence ultrasound practice. Unfortunately, you can't avoid having an understanding of some very basic physics that we promise is kept to an absolute minimum. Knowing how to acquire images that are interpretable to um, other medical staff is equally important. And then being able to take those images and uh, decide on the clinical findings, the possible differentials, um, is equally a skill that needs to be, de- be developed to be able to perform, perform good ultrasound.
1: I think you'd, you'd, you'd agree with me that... a up- point of care ultrasound image and um, even the best point of care ultrasound image really has to be taken within clinical context. Uh,
2: absolutely and the clinical information is, is probably equal parts of um, as important as the physics the imi- and the image acquisition
1: yes absolutely absolutely and the same way we look at uh, uh, e- uh, you know an ecg for a patient with uh, chest pain or a full blood count in a patient with a febrile illness uh, the POCUS image should be interpreted in a very similar correct uh, yeah in a very similar way
2: to in order to maintain the standard where of ultrasound and that it's not misused in the r- Uh, RCH environment is we're ensuring that anyone that performs ultrasound has these basic skills. Every examination will be followed up with a quality assurance and auditing program and all those participating in the point of care ultrasound program will have to go continual continuing ultrasound education in order to maintain their skills. It's it's not a learn and uh, you will always have the skills. We do know that ultrasound skills need to be practised on an ongoing basis if you're going to um, retain those skills. Uh, we're developing the IT platform, so this will be available. The feedback on images will be available to the clinicians performing the examination and they will um, f- receive real-time feedback on their images yes
1: absolutely and I think Tanya as well as part of as part of us kind of upping our game in terms of pocus exams we also need to be transparent would you not agree
2: absolutely and it's um, explaining to the um, Treating clinicians, the entire process that uh, if there is ambiguity, um, being honest and upfront about and upfront our about it, yeah. examinations
1: and the ongoing. Uh, transparency here is 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 to also emphasize again the collaborative nature of pOCUS and that we can still take our images to our senior sonographer and radiology colleagues. We can still have a discussion with our specialty colleagues about our image findings um, and the ongoing education and discussion about this.
2: Absolutely, and. To enable us to do that, all images that are clinical in nature will be located within the Synapse platform, uh, the PAC system, so that they can be compared with images performed within the medical imaging department or from outside hospitals. Um, All the patients' imaging examinations will be located in a single location. Um, We will differentiate the POCUS... Uh, findings by calling it a summary of findings as opposed to the radiology report. This just means the two bits of information don't get confused.
1: Um, Adam, I know that um, you and the POCUS service have experienced some challenges um, in, after setting up the service here um, and I'm just wondering um, if we you can just shed some light into the discussion and collaboration that you've had with other uh enthusiasts and 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 ultrasonographers and and emergency sonographers um are working in other children's hospitals um around the country
0: yeah it's interesting times at the moment um in uh point of care ultrasound nationally the um the peak body of uh, ultrasound is the Australasian Society of Ultrasound in Medicine, and, and they they have um, held a, a clinician-certified practicing practice in ultrasound, or a CCPU. They've recently um, decided that their CCPUs um, should exclude paediatric patients, which has made it really difficult to get some sort of a standard across uh, paediatric emergency medicine and other paediatric ultrasound. Um, we... We are lobbying them to change their minds and look at other options. Um, there are a whole lot of other options through the Emergency College and and a, a group called the EMUGS, the Emergency Medicine Ultrasound Group. So we're negotiating that, I think, uh, in a considered w- way with a lot of advice from very experienced um, uh, ultrasound users in Australia. So um, we'll get through it, I'm sure.
1: Thank you. Um, and looking into the future, uh as you both say, um, I'd just like us to shed on w- what 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 other things are we doing in uh, up in our, p- in, our p- in our service, uh, in terms of education and supervision, uh, not just to uh, medical staff within within the emergency department, but also medical and nursing staff in the in the wide hospital. Yeah. So
0: so um, with 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 you, Mo and Tanya and Eleanor from. From Ireland, who's with us f- for twelve months? We've been working on online education modules to, to lie within the Learning Hero environment um, to to teach uh, or to educate people about ultrasound, uh, and that'll be followed by a hands on session, and then then a credentialing process. Um, we're also uh, we also have um, point of care ultrasound rounds in the emergency department three times a week. That anyone in the hospital is welcome to come to. Uh, we. We have rotating fellows, ultrasound fellows every six months um, of which you're one at the moment, Mo.
2: Sona Review is our IT platform to allow the review of images and the completion of the summary of findings. It will also contain, um, have the opportunity for us to conduct uh, quality reviews on every examination. We also have the Sona Club, which is a combination of journal, article reviews and interesting cl- cases. We will be having this on a fortnightly basis. We have rotating fellows every six months. We have a new fellow and uh, to date, each fellow's brought a new set of skills to the role and as improving the position of POCUS within RCH. Um, they have... Uh, demonstrated their worth um, significantly in the development of the programs within um, POCUS.
1: And and Tanya, I also want to touch base uh, on um, the the, the enormous work that you and Adam have done with many of our specialty colleagues in developing our summary of findings worksheets.
2: Yeah, it's an ongoing process, I don't know that it will ever be finished. We will always find something to improve, but that's the nature of the beast. We uh, are very lucky to work with such enthusiastic teams, Um, rheumatology, gastroenterology, the uh, respiratory unit, they're all... Um, incredibly enthusiastic intensive care unit uh, moving ahead in leaps and bounds in their use of of point-of-care ultrasound within their own environment.
1: Thank you. Um, Tanya and Adam, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, This was a podcast from the Royal Children's Hospital podcast series. Uh, Today we talked uh, All Matters Pocus with Adam O'Brien and Tanya Griffiths. Um, Thank you for joining us and until next time, happy scanning. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thanks for listening. Please view the description section below for more information on this topic. The Education Hub is a collaboration between the Royal Children's Hospital and the University of Melbourne Department of Paediatrics and funded by the RCH Foundation.